and that's what there you go was about I, myself. I, know I don't that shine I, do I glow and it's seeping out of my pores that I'm a survivor a strong work. woman and not one to be tested don't be afraid to glow as a matter of fact <laughs> the more it scares you the more you should do it hello beautiful people and welcome to the glow mob podcast i am so honored um to sit down and speak to a dear friend of mine dr vanessa dungayton who is the creator of hush no more hush no more is a nonprofit organization that assists people who have experienced sexual assault sexual abuse abuse in general incest rape and um and they're pretty dope so I wanted to sit down and talk to her because it is April and April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Um, and I do want to let you know that this podcast episode, it may be triggering for some, but it has a lot of helpful information. I definitely recommend that you share this with your friends and your family members. And we talk about some really good things here. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey, Vanessa. <laughs> hello, hello. Hello. So I'm with Dr. Vanessa Dunn, a dear friend of mine who I've known for, I don't even know, a long time. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> and um, she runs a, a, an amazing organization. I'm just going to... Um, I'm going to let you go ahead and just introduce yourself, uh, Dr. Guyton, and let the, let, let the people know about Hush No More. Okay. Hello, India. I'm so honored to be on your podcast and to be with your audience today. My name is Dr. Vanessa Dunn-Guyton, and I am the executive director of Hush No More. Hush No More is an organization created to support survivors when they're ready to tell their story, when they're ready to come forward and get any type of help when they're ready to tell their truth, because it's their truth. So we focus on domestic violence, sexual assault, um, sex trafficking, incest, child sexual abuse, those topics that people don't have a, a, a clue about, they don't talk about it, it's, it's hushed in our community, we're not able to come forward and share our truth. And uh, we do a lot of training, we do events in the community, just bring awareness so that these type of hush topics, what we call them, can stop happening. Mm. Powerful, powerful stuff. So if if someone wanted to get in touch with you uh, personally or your organization, um, how what what are the ways that they can actually contact you? Okay, they could reach us on our 1-800 number. It's 1-888-285-2161. They could reach out to us on social media. A lot of people do. We're Hush No More on Facebook. We're Hush No More on Instagram. They can reach us by sending us an email. You can email me personally at vguyton um, at consultantexp.com. That's my personal email. But if you want to email the organization, it's admin at thehushtopics.com. And they can also follow us on the internet, um, www.hushnomore.org. Okay, wonderful. And um, Guyton, everyone, is spelled G-U-Y-T-O-N, N is in Nancy. Um, just in case um, you were wondering about that. So before we go any further, I have three icebreaker topics. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and don't worry about the icebreakers, but I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> and 
No, they're fun. Trust me. <laughs> um, well, firstly, uh, what is your favorite color and why? My favorite color is purple mm-hmm. because it stands for royalty. And it also just, I love purple eyeshadow. I think I just look so good in purple. If I wear something purple, it just makes me feel like I'm just walking on top of the world. So I love purple. It's, it's also the color for domestic violence. And so purple, you'll, you'll see me with purple eyeshadow on quite often. Yeah, you do look good in purple. It, it does go well with your skin tone. I like that. I like Thank you. Mm-hmm. And the second one is, what is your favorite dessert? Oh, I love sweets. (laughs) So, I would say strawberry cheesecake. Mm. (laughs) That's why they like, I love red velvet cake. I love key lime pie. I just love sweets. I love desserts. It just depends on the day. But I'll say strawberry cheesecake. Strawberry cheesecake. Yum. With the big fat strawberries or do you like them sliced on it or how do you? It it doesn't matter. I'm (laughs) going to eat it. <laughs> okay, and the last icebreaker question is if you could have either full peace, like peace of mind, peace in spirit, or be an instant billionaire right now, which would you choose? Hmm. I think I'll be an instant billionaire because I tend to help other people, I really don't focus on myself. And if I'm a billionaire, I can get counseling. You know, I can go someplace. Yeah. I can go by the water. <laughs> I can go by the water and just find my peace and relax. And, and I have a natural connection with God anyway. Yeah. So I think I'd be better off if I had the money. And because yeah. I find peace in helping others. So I'm big on giving. And so um, the money, a billionaire. Yes. Yes, I agree with you. That was my, when I was writing these down. I was like, "Look, I don't know who's gonna say peace, but whatever." But um, <laughs> billionaire is, you know, not saying you could buy peace, but definitely it will bring some peace of mind for sure. <laughs> so, thank you for that. <laughs> so we talked about. Um, you mentioned what the hush topics are. You know, their incest um domestic did you mention uh is domestic violence one of them? domestic violence is one of them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sexual oh. assault sexual harassment sex trafficking those things that just people don't want to talk about in our community and so many people suffer from them but we don't really talk about them so that's what we focus on yes and i know today starting today april it's sexual assault awareness month Yes. Um, yes. And that's another reason why I wanted to get you on here because I was like, I know it's April 1st and I want to start this month off, you know, focusing on, um, on definitely this topic here. Um, do you have any, um, events coming up or anything on social media, um, this month that you want to, if you don't, that's okay. But just anything offhand that you can think of that you can let the people know about? Yes. So we had major changes because of the social distancing. So unfortunately, a lot of events that were going to be occurring for Sexual Assault Awareness Month were canceled. So what we had to do was just go back and look at the drawing board and see how we could do some of the things online. So April the 17th at 7 p.m., we're going to have a 
open mic spoken word. We're going to do that online. We were going to do it in Columbia, South Carolina, but like I said, it got canceled. So we're going to do that. Mm -hmm. April 18th, we are going to do a big event for self-defense. It's called Survivor the Warrior. We're going to try to figure out how we're going to do that online and give people tips on different things that they can do to protect themselves. You know, even though a lot of sexual assaults are not always occurred by a stranger, we still want you prepared if it is a stranger or just how to defend yourself from somebody that you're dating and they go crazy on you. Yeah. And um, we're going to do April 24th, we're going to do a child sexual abuse forum where we will have sexual abuse for survivors that will come online and actually share their stories of being a child sexual abuse survivor. And then we're going to just spotlight survivors throughout the month you could follow us on social media and just hear their stories and, you know, just some things they're going to raise awareness and I'm going to be just popping back and forth all month long, giving you some tips on how to protect yourself and, and just bringing it from a point of online. So mm -hmm. we're going to be using Zoom, we're going to be using Facebook Live, we're going to be using Instagram and just to get the word out and just kind of encourage people and give you something to do during social distancing. So we're going to make sure that there's a lot of things that you can do during this time. Yeah, because I know a, a lot of people um, who who go who have gone through um, who have experienced sexual assault, or whether it be recent or uh, prior or sexual abuse or incest or any of these um, things that you cover um, can feel pretty isolated right now. So it's good to know mm -hmm. and still reach out even still. Um, and they can you guys you can follow her on. Um, at, at, it's hush no more on Instagram. Right. And that's, yep. where, okay. Yep. And that's where you can have like the, they'll see the updates for the things that she's going to be doing on social media. So it'll, it'll be really good for you to follow. Good. So I have a question and this is something that, Oh, I was thinking of, um, I actually saw a couple of people, um, post about this and, it's a hard thing. It's a hard pill to swallow um, for me and, and probably for a lot of survivors. Um, but, you know, with coronavirus, you know, it's, it's rampant and a lot of us are uh, practicing quarantine and, and social distancing. Um, many states, they've ordered people to only to stay home. Um, so you have to stay in your house and a lot of children aren't going to school. Um, a lot of women and men are not leaving, uh, separating from the person who is abusing them as well as the children. So they're like full time uh, with their abusers in the home. Um, have you noticed like any type of the influx in communication about things like this or um, like where like where do you just, like kind of stand or what do you think about this right now, about the fact that most of these people are going to be in the home with current abusers? Um, it's real. I will tell you that it's a fear of many people. I'm in a lot of like Facebook groups where people come in and just talk about their concerns and how they're feeling and what's going on. They don't always report, but sometimes it feels good to be able to share with people. And a lot of adults who were child abuse victims they're scared too and yeah. so it brings that level of anxiety because they remember what they went through and that their only saving grace was to go to school so 
what about the ones who are home all day, like you said? And the spouses, you're there all day and now you're you're trapped, really, you're trapped. It's a true fear. It, I haven't seen necessarily an increase of reporting. I, our organization hasn't personally, but we know that it exists. But we also know that a lot of these hush topics are not reported. People suffer in silence all all the time. And so we probably won't find out about them until like after the kids go back to school. We won't find out about them until after all of this has calmed down and then people will come forward and start talking. And then it's difficult when your abuser is right there with you. It's hard for you to even get away to call. It's yeah. hard for you to get on social media. It's hard for you to get on the websites. You know, you can't just call a hotline number and you're fearful. So I believe that the reporting is going to occur more after this is over not necessarily during and then it may not they may not ever report because some people just never come forward and never share what's going on with them I have said that you know you have friends and family members who are in an abusive situation and a lot of times you do know those individuals who are going through contact them you know reach out to them ask them how they're doing as neighbors if you see something not right report it there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with you reporting when you see that the children are being mistreated you know, you could see and tell like when something is going on a lot of times, but we tend to ignore it. But to me, that's the only thing that we can do is check on them, still love them, understand that they're just going through their own personal journey. They may not be ready to leave. And it's not easy to get out of those situations as well. Yeah, definitely not easy at all. Yeah. And you made up, you brought up a really good point when you talked about how they really can't, um, because they, I mean, the, the abuser is probably like right over their shoulder and these mm -hmm. people tend to be pretty controlling. So being able to call a hotline or go to a certain website and stuff like that would be virtually impossible right now. Mm -hmm. You're in the same home with them. So yeah, um, I really feel for these children and women and men. Um, I wanted to make sure that... Um, I let the, the men know that this is not something that is just for women or, you know, people who were soldiers or who are soldiers. This is for everyone. So men, women, and children. Um, and speaking of men, do you find that it's harder for men to talk about things like this or do you, um, what's, like how how is that when it comes to the men who whether it's uh, talking about early abuse or incest or even current abuse or rape um i find that it's hard for men but it's not impossible for them to do it you know they they do struggle at times but all people struggle all people it's not easy for anyone to come forward and share this and so a lot of times i'll tell individuals it doesn't matter about your sex, um, if you're hyper-masculine or not. It's hard for everybody to come forward. And men, men especially, it's hard, especially if you're in like a, a male-dominated organization. It's hard for you to come forward as well. And so I just always try to open my door, have a listening ear and care for you to be able to come forward because it's needed. When one man steps forward and, and come, he helps like 10 men. Yeah. And he doesn't even so when one woman comes forward, she's helping the next woman. And so I always encourage people to come forward and share their truth, even if they're not to the point of reporting, at least coming forward to get some type of help, getting some type of counseling, you know, volunteering in organizations that are trying to prevent these things from happening to other people. And so you can come forward in different ways. It's not necessarily just reporting. You can come forward and help. 
to prevent this. Yeah, definitely. But it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. It it is hard um, to bring those words up. And I I know it um, from personal experience. You know, I've shared with you that I was sexually assaulted when I was in the military and it was, it was brushed under the rug. At that time, we didn't have, I mean, we had like EO. And for those of you who don't know what EO stands for, I forget, what's EO stand for? I forgot. It's equal opportunity. Equal opportunity. But it was so, it was so like eight up. (laughs) It was so like horrible back in um, 2000 is when that happened to me 20 years ago. Um, and I was in Korea and my, my goodness, they, they really just, I ended up getting in trouble for the sexual assault that he, he multiple, he, he did it multiple times to me, um, from sexual harassment to assault, to jerking off in front of me. I mean, it was horrible and I didn't know what to do because I was young and I was a soldier, you know, I was 19 years old, first duty station and stuff and you know I just so I just want to really just you know tilt my hat to you and thank you because I know that you speak to soldiers as well and you know we need organizations like yours and we needed you know we needed them back then there's so many people who are so angry still even 20 years later I find myself still being angry about the way I was treated and how he got to retire with honors and you know what I'm saying and it's just it can be difficult to process sometimes but um you know so I just want everyone to know that it doesn't matter how long ago it occurred um I know that they can be very angry and hurt and and also we can be in denial You know, I think denial is a powerful uh, defense mechanism that is often used um, to just get through everyday life, you know, just kind of push it under. I don't have time to deal with this right now. You know, I have children, I have to work, I have this, Um, but self-care is, it comes first. And, um, you know, I can't, I I really can't stress that enough, you know, um, this is a great organization, you guys, you know, there's so many ways. To, I was just looking at your website, um, um, Dr. Guyton, <laughs> and um, I love it. It's very user-friendly. You can chat. It has your number on there and everything like that. So, and it's confidential, right? When they contact. It's confidential. It's confidential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. So everyone, it's confidential. So you don't have to, you know, feel like you're putting yourself out there. This isn't something that, you know, is going to be posted anywhere. Everything is confidential. Um, so essentially you will provide them with, uh, is it services, um, counseling? What kind of services do you provide? Like, let's say I called in or sent you an email and told you, you know, I'm really having a hard time processing a, a sexual assault that, you know, took place with me, um, what would be the next step from that? Okay, that's a great question, India. So when individuals call us where it's 100% confidential, the only time that we're reaching out to you from a point that we may have to get more help is if you're suicidal. We would mm-hmm. have to contact um, the local authorities or try to get you through the suicide hotline. So it's not that we're trying to tell anything on you, but we want to make sure that you're safe. 
So yeah. safety is the number one concern. So if you're suicidal, we'll get someone else on the line, like from the suicide hotline to join us in that conversation because we want to make sure that we take care of that part first. Once we address your safety, then we'll discuss what it is that you, what are you going through? What do you want to talk about? What steps, what do you need from us? Um, I don't really put on what I can do for you until you tell me what do you need from me. Once yeah. I hear that, I go over and this is what I can do. I'm really good at, at uh, researching. Our team will find the best organizations that are in your area because people call us nationwide. So I'll try to find you somebody that we trust, that we've built a relationship with, because I truly believe that every individual is different. Every organization is not for every individual. Yeah. And so it might not be the, the organization for you because people will say, well, I tried this organization, but it didn't work out. Well, it just wasn't an organization for you. Let's find the one that's a good fit. So I find you different organizations in your area. I can help you find counseling services in your area. We could sit down and come up with a safety plan if you need to leave or just have somebody to talk to. And so it varies. Every call is individualized. Every service that we provide is individualized. Sometimes I, does, I don't provide any services besides just listening. And that's it. Like, they just want somebody to talk to. And so call us. We'll sit there and talk to you. And it's just an outlet so that you could decide if you want to go forward. Sometimes people are not ready. And so they'll call us and say, you know, I, I was sexually assaulted. I'm being molested, but I just don't know what should I do? Should I call? Should I report it? And then we'll just come up with a strategy and see what's best for you that you agree with. I think that's important to do what is best for you. And, yeah. and that's what my team, that's what we believe in. It's everybody's an individual and we're going to love on you. I'm real big on loving on you and, and telling you how much I appreciate you for sharing your story with me and just encouraging you. And that's what we do. Um, sometimes people call me because they want to start sharing their story. So mm -hmm. we'll come up with a way that they can start sharing their story. If they want to speak about it at different local events, we'll talk about that. Sometimes they want to write a book. We'll talk about how you can go ahead and write a book. And it's just various reasons why people call. That's amazing. So you just provide... You, you provide services if they want to go forward. Um, you provide safety services if they happen to be in danger. You provide uh, talk, you know, to being there to talk to someone if they just kind of want to vent and just kind of, you know, some people aren't ready to move on. If some people are at the point where they want to share their story, you also provide them with guidance on how they can get their story out in book form. And that's amazing. And I'm going to talk about your book, your wonderful book in a moment. <laughs> um, but I have one more question um, about children. So with, with, with um, children in particular, um, do you, um, work alongside like social services or how does it work with um, with children do, do you find that it's like a parent calling in or a family member or a, like who usually reports for the children okay um, that's a complicated one because you know different it's different circumstances so I'll just give you some examples okay um, sometimes it's a friend or a neighbor that are calling in and say that they noticed something or something's not right. Sometimes social service is calling us. Um, sometimes it's maybe the Girl Scout leader or the Boy Scout leader, right? They're calling us. It's the parents sometimes. They've already reported to the police, but they want to find some type of program for their child. They feel like their child needs something additional. 
that they haven't received. They've noticed a change in their behavior. You know, sometimes there's nightmares. They might not be doing good in school. So they're looking for somebody to just support their child through this process and maybe talk with them. Um, we do a lot of art therapy. Um, that's the newest program that we have for kids where uh-huh. we let them draw, we let them journal, paint. And that's the main form for our organization right now, what we're doing with kids. And it, it works because it gives them somebody to just talk to and trust, you know, and just get them out of the house and get them in a safe space. So that's the main thing that we do with kids right now. But we always work with other organizations. We work with social services. You know, we work with the police department. Um, we work, everything is a team. So advocacy is a complete circle of people coming together, helping individuals heal and just get to that next level. Yes, I love that. I love it. Because <laughs> everybody's working together for this. Everybody's working together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Amazing. Um, so so that all of you know, you know, if you happen to see something, there's no shame in saying something about it. Um, I also come from childhood trauma and someone reported something that happened with me. Um, and that's how I ended up. Well, essentially I was, I was separated from the home and ended up in foster care, but um, my situation was a bit extreme. <laughs> um, you know, some are and some are not, but you know, don't, don't be afraid to say something because you could be saving someone's life. So that's, that's amazing. Um, yeah. And don't worry about if you think that you may be wrong. Intuition is something else, you know, and sometimes you're right, but the individual is hiding it so much and it's, it's so conniving that they may say that it's not happening when it really was. Um, I'd rather for you to be on the safety side and report it and let the investigators handle it. Don't worry about, well, what if it's not what I'm thinking? What if it's not, you know, I don't want to upset the individual. I'd rather for you to come forward and say something to protect someone's life. And if it's not happening, it's not happening. But if your spirit tells you that something's going on that's not right, say something. I love, yes, I'm absolutely. Similar, you know what, when you were talking about that, it kind of brought me back to what happened in Ohio. Um, with those, I think it was three girls that the guy had locked in the house and neighbors, you know, it's always after the fact that people were like, well, you know, it seemed kind of strange. Yeah. (laughs) Right. You know, it's like, well, it seemed kind of strange. I don't know. He was always so weird. You know, I bumped into him in the store and he would always look down and stuff. These are the type of things and it's not snitching. It's not being, you know, a sellout or anything. You're, you know, if you say something to the authorities, you're protecting, you're helping your fellow, um, you're helping children, you're helping women and you're helping men. And I don't, I don't see any shame in that. I think that, um, within our culture, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, and our culture, I, I'm sorry to cut you off. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, you got me excited when you said snitching. It's mm-hmm. not snitching, it's intervention. Snitching is when you're the number two drug dealer and you tell on the number one drug dealer so you take their spot. That's snitching. Yeah, exactly. But when you're reporting a crime because somebody's being hurt, that's not snitching. That's just taking care of each other. That's looking out for each other. And it's not, you know, it's none of my business. Yes, it is your business. The care and concern and health and welfare of someone else is all of our business. We have to come together to help people. Yeah. And, and back, we have to help each other out. We really do. That's so true. 
I think often as a culture, you know, and when I say as a culture, I'm talking to people of color in general, we tend to kind of shy away from involving authorities in our quote unquote business. You know, like we always had that whole thing where we don't want the man in our business and stuff like that or in someone else's business. But this is this is not about that. You you know, yeah. you can potentially save a life by, you know, saying something truly. So yeah, I I know we're talking about sexual assault, but I've had individuals who were killed in domestic violence incidents and the neighbors knew the neighbors heard it but they never called the police so Mm. it really bothers me when individuals do not report and people feel horrible when they see the body being um taken from the house on a gurney the next morning when they heard it last night and now this individual is dead and they could have did something about it it's a horrible feeling and so um just think about that you're really caring about the next person and and we have to love on each other we have to watch out for each other you know those best neighborhoods are the ones where people call and report when they're looking out their window they're sitting on their porch they're active those are the neighborhoods that have the least amount of crime it's the ones who watch out for each other that's true yeah yeah wow Gosh, I mean, that just gave me chills when you said you hear them arguing and the next morning you see a gurney. Like, that's that's crazy. I know if I ever hear something like that, I'm calling. Um, so, yeah. Ooh. And you call, you, you call every time. It doesn't matter how often it happens. You call every time. Mm-hmm. And let them know. You know, because people say, oh, well, you should just leave. But it's not easy to just leave. And sometimes they can. And you don't know what people are going through. You don't know people's journey. So there's a lot of things that I do in my life that people could probably judge me about. Don't judge people for what they're going through. Support them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like we all got stuff that we don't all have the boyfriend, the girlfriend that we didn't have no business with. And we stayed a longer, lot longer than we should have. <laughs> like everybody has had that case. You know, that's you just true. was wise enough to get out. But we've always had that individual. Now that I'm saying it, you could think of that person or multiple men and women that you've been with that you should have got a relationship a lot sooner than you did so let's not judge I tell people don't judge people where they are meet them where they are and see if you could support them yes I love yes 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 that's dope I love that it's so true we all have something you know we all have a past and just like you said we all have had that relationship where we stayed in it a little bit too long (laughs) just a little bit yeah and if y'all haven't had it, you will have it. Because I think everyone, <laughs> you'll have that experience and then you'll know exactly what we're talking about. But for, for real. Yeah. So I want to talk about your book. Yay. <laughs> um, so your book is titled Hush No More. And why don't you give us um, a rundown of what the book is about? where everyone can purchase it from. I know I have my copy. I I have an electronic copy because I'm doing electronic everything these days. <laughs> you got to save space. Yeah, save space. And I'm scared of germs. Like, <laughs> I don't know, Andy. I love books. So I'm a, I'm a, I have been an avid reader all of my life. I love books. I have not really been able to do the Kindle. We offer the Kindle version, but that's just not my favorite. I just love a hard copy book, even the smell. Yeah. So, um, but the Hush and No More down, book. I'm going to get the hard copy. But once okay. it, I'm going to get the paperbacks to put on my shelf, but I got to wait a little while. 
Okay, look, you bought your copy. I'm I'm just blessed and honored that you have a copy. But <laughs> we have the Hush No More book. It is the story of 12 survivors who share their story of um, child sexual abuse, domestic violence, sexual assault, just parents that are talking about how their children were abused. And then just share some stories that are real to let you know that this problem is real, you know, even from sex trafficking point of view. And it talks about what all of it means. And it also gives parents and friends information on how you can help somebody who is going through these things. And it also shares my um, story of being a sexual assault, military sexual assault provider, provider, <laughs> survivor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was also assaulted while in the military. India, similar to you, and I share my story, so it's my truth, and actually just getting it out, and I always say if I can get others to share their story, then I need to share my story too, and so that's what it's so for, it's for those two, and some people say, well, I don't want to read all the stories, but you want to look at at least to the back end of the book, because it tells you what you can do, how you could be supportive, and how to communicate with your family members and your friend if your child comes to you and tell you that they've been assaulted. Like, what are the things that you can do to help your family members and friends? And so that's the most important part to me in the book. And also gives a lot of statistics and, you know, different ways that you can protect yourself. And so I'm really excited about it. Uh, we really have been pushing it to just get information out in the community and also as a fundraiser for Hush No More because we're a nonprofit. So it raises money, all the money goes back into the organization. And it's just a great way to, you know, do a lot of prevention. A lot of teens that I found a lot of parents have been buying it for their teens, um, just to bring awareness to them, to have that conversation. It's a great conversation piece. And it's available on Amazon and you can also purchase it from off of our website as well. And at hushnomore.org. And that's about it. Um, I do want to give you some examples of what you could find in the book. Okay. Uh, one part of it is how to be effective and supportive when communicating with your family and friends when they tell you that they've been sexually assaulted. You know, when your child come and tell you that, you know, the coach or the teacher has been molesting them or what do you do? How do you respond? And a lot of times we don't talk about that in our community. So I always give the acronym, acronym GIVE. That's gentle, interested, validate, and easy manner. So give starts with gentle. So you want to be gentle and courteous to the person that's coming to talk to you, who's sharing this most intimate information with you. You know, you don't want to judge them. You don't want to blame them. Like, you don't want to be saying things like, well, you shouldn't have been out by yourself. You shouldn't have been at the store by yourself. Or you don't want to judge them. You want to be very gentle with them because this is really hard for anybody to come forward and tell you. You want to be interested in what they're saying. So you don't want to be watching TV. When you realize it's a serious conversation, you want to just pay attention to them. You want to listen. You want to be patient. And you don't want to interrupt them. Let them finish saying what they have to say. And then if you want to ask questions at the end, you can. But the question should be more of supportive questions, not interrogating questions. Um, validate. Acknowledge that they're feeling, like they're saying they're scared. Acknowledge and validate and say, you know, I understand you being scared. That's normal being scared. I will be scared too. You know, this is a hard thing. You know, I understand you being upset and you're hurt. It doesn't mean that you necessarily agree with everything that they're saying because you may not believe it. Sometimes it's hard to believe, especially if you know the person that they're talking about. Sometimes it's hard to believe that, but it doesn't matter if you believe it or not. You still have to be supportive. And then easy manner, you want to reassure them. You want to encourage them. 
you want to empathize and offer soft suggestions like um maybe we can contact this organization do you want to go to the police station do you want me to help you in any way how can i help you what do you need from me so if you practice those things and you never know when you're going to need this information but practice those think about give be gentle interested validate and perform in an easy manner because people need you and they obviously saw something in you and trust you enough to come forward and tell you something so important. So those are some things that you'll get out of the Hush No More book. Oh, that's amazing. I love that acronym, that acronym give. I love it. Yeah. And I was, when I was looking through the book also, I was just um, seeing like the five types of domestic abuse. Um, She Mm -hmm. goes to that. um, And I mean, everyone I'm one of them is even financial abuse which is something that I would have never have thought of and also spiritual abuse as well so when you get the book you'll definitely see the in-depth definitions of what both of those are um that's that's amazing I didn't I never would have <laughs> of those yeah. and, and don't forget that um a husband or a wife can sexually abuse their wife or husband an individual can sexually abuse their wife or husband so you don't have to have sex just because you're married does not mean that you have to have sex with him so a lot of times individuals are raped in their marriage because they did not consent to having sex and so that's a real big one that I always want people to come forward and say something and get assistance with that because you don't have to have sex just because you've married somebody and there's a paper there's a document your body is your body. You do not belong to someone once you marry them. They don't have the right to your body. Nobody has the right to your body, married or not. Mm, that's powerful. Yes. Yes. So if, let's say, and I'm going to use a, you know, a, a man as a, well, a woman and a man as an example. So if, let's say she is feeling you know he's turned on or whatever and he's tired from work and they're married and they share a bed but if he says no and she still tries to pursue him and oftentimes uh one of the things um this can go hand in hand with this and and other things um you know some people will get aroused because our body has a natural response uh, during mm-hmm. use. Um, but, um, you know, even before I go into the husband and wife thing, um, let's kind of touch on that because I think that that's something that really brings shame, um, onto people because our body has, our, our, our bodies are kind of like their own thing. Like it, our bodies do their own thing often. And, um, so if someone happens to touch us, even if it's a violation, our body may react in, you know, the form of lubricating itself or even getting aroused um, as well. So if, if you, if you, if you guys have ever felt that, you know, whether it be as a child or an an adult, um, please don't feel like you give, you've given permission to someone to touch you or, or to, to go even further with you because, our bodies have a natural reaction. Sometimes the mind-body connection isn't, isn't actually connected. And, you know, our body will just have a natural reaction to being touched. Um, do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Um, yeah, um, just because you have an orgasm, just because you ejaculate, doesn't mean that 
you agree. It doesn't mean any of that. It is just like you said, you summed it up, India. It's a natural response. It's a stimulus. And so people will feel guilty. They'll feel amount of shame and embarrassment because they had an orgasm. But that doesn't mean that you enjoyed it. It doesn't mean that you wanted it. It means that that person touched a certain part of your body that caused a natural response. And that is it. Yeah. And you could still come forward and, and, like, if you talk to somebody like my organization, we're going to tell you that, oh, you know, that's normal. <laughs> a lot of times we think things that happen to us are abnormal, but a lot of times they're not. They're normal reactions. And men men have a hard time with that as well, especially men, because they're going to have, an, uh, they will get a response, a natural response, even though they don't want it. And um, I've, I've had a guy tell me that his wife used to climb on top of him while he was sleeping and would have sex with him. And it was like the most embarrassing thing that he could possibly um, partake in. He eventually did divorce her, but he felt violated when he would say he didn't want to have sex and he slept very hard. She would climb on top of him and have sex with him. And then, you know, just because of the, you know, the leftover from the, from the experience, he would know that he had sex and he wasn't a willing participant. Yeah. Yeah. And and because his body was naturally reacting, I'm sure mm-hmm. you know, he got yeah. um, um, aroused, or he, you know, he got yeah, an erection, yeah. an erection, exactly, yeah, yeah. And that's that's one of the things I was going to say about the husband and wife thing is like, let's say she, you, you just summed it up perfectly. <laughs> like if he's sleeping and you know he's tired from the day, and she just, you know, t- you know, takes it. Um, I mean, we understand that there's a bond, you know, you, you're married, you know, legally and spiritually and all of that, but that doesn't mean that you can uh, violate your spouse's body whenever you feel the need to. Like, that's that's not okay. That's nope. not okay at all. So that's still, that's abuse, sexual assault. That's also rape in some cases. So um, just so y'all know that as well. So I just, oh my goodness, I appreciate you so much coming on and talking to me <laughs> today. I'm it's so glad. <laughs> you know, India, I'm, I'm always honored when somebody asks me to come on and talk or to come to the organization and speak. Um, that's another thing that Hush No More does. We go to different nonprofit organizations, organizations who can't afford us, uh, can't afford training. We go in for free and come to you and provide all the training that you need to children, adults. Um, it doesn't matter. We talk about it. And I'm actually honored that today you shared your, your story, your own journey on your podcast today. So I'm really proud of you. That is a big <laughs> step. It's not always easy to do to a big listening audience. Um, it helps maybe because you can't see them, but it's hard. And so thank you for sharing your truth because you have a right to tell it. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Oh, thank you. And and thank you for everything that you do. And once again, um, everyone, the website is it's hushnomorenow.org. And once you go on there, it's so user-friendly. Like, I, I love it. Like, I can't stand websites who are, that are like, what, what? It, it lays out everything, training about the events, the community partners, resources, books, everything. Um, also, I, I need you to remember that this is confidential. This is not something that, you know, you, your name will be mentioned in any way, shape or form. 
So just remember that as well. And also on all social media platforms, um, can you remind them uh, where to follow you? Follow us on Hush No More. Mm-hmm. Social, all the social media platform is just Hush No More. And you can follow me. I'm Dr. Vanessa Dunn-Guyton on Facebook and Instagram. I really don't use my personal page. So you probably just come out better just doing the Hush No More. I'm more in just the advocacy world there. You can find me on LinkedIn. And I love meeting new people. I love talking to people. I love just loving on you. I think that the world will be in such a better place if we show more love and kindness. And so reach out to me. I would gladly talk to you. You know, if you have a friend, share this information with your friend. Um, our, our phone number is also 188-285-2161. And you could just reach out to us. We're always here. Wonderful. And I'll make sure I put that when I share this um, on my Instagram page to uh, put the phone number as well in the, um, in the uh, post so that they know uh, to call. But there you go. You got it. And I, I appreciate you so much for, con- for uh, sitting with me today and just allowing me to pick your brain on this wonderful organization. And um, kindness is, is really like the thing that I took away from this kindness and definitely just being there and support being supportive of other people for sure. For sure. That's <laughs> it. All right. Thank you, Vanessa. Peace and blessings <laughs> to you and all of your audience. Thank oh, you so much. Bye. Absolutely. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>